2: Well, right now in the Premier League, as you know, Leicester and West Ham are in the third and fourth positions under, under any normal arrangements. They would be qualifying for the Champions League. Under this new proposal, they would be leapfrogged by teams currently sitting below them in the league. Uh, Aston Villa and Nottingham Forest have won the European Cup three times. Spurs and Arsenal and Man City have not won it at all. And so these proposals do away with sporting merit it would enable a small number of clubs to be in this competition come what may. And for millions of people in football, that goes against everything that the sport means and stands for.
3: It's a closed shop, essentially.
2: That is the idea. The idea is that the uncertainty that comes with sport, that makes it so compelling that we all love, is actually damaging to the business models of these huge (laughs) clubs. And so the scheme is designed to take away that uncertainty, to give predictability to their businesses so that if they're badly managed or have a poor year, they're still in the premier tournament. Now, does that sound like sport or football to you? To me, it sounds a grotesque concept.
4: Welcome to the My Old Man Said podcast, I'm David Michael, your host, and joining me for uh, an episode where we don't actually uh, discuss a Villa game, because uh, Aston Villa had the week off. Joining me, Mr. Chris Bird and Mr. Phil Shaw, Hello. welcome gentlemen. Hello, Hello. how you doing? Hello, not too bad, did you uh, have a peaceful weekend sans Villa?
0: It was refreshingly calm, it was great. Yeah, it was
3: like
4: detox. <laughs> <laughs> you got some midweek madness to come though, as Villa entertain Manchester City on uh, Wednesday Uh, hopefully you'll listen to the show before that Uh, I don't think we'll dwell too much on that game because it is what it is isn't it
0: although City it's the next step of a derailing their quadruple yeah well uh
4: step number one as, as we, you said yourself <laughs> yeah we were on the uh, one of the manchester city podcasts uh, me and the bud the blue moon uh, podcast which i put out to uh, my old man said patrons on the channel and the let like, my parting words were good luck with your quadruple
0: <laughs> oops
4: <laughs> and, and within a within like i don't know was it 24, 24 hours, hours, hours it
0: was, <laughs> it was over <laughs> the david michael curse <laughs>
4: stronger than some kind the, of ancient Egyptian curse. They lost, they lost
0: the semi-final and their best player went off injured.
4: Oh, yeah, I forgot about that, yeah. Ooh, sorry about that, lads. Uh, I, I thought I was just going for like a little light curse there where you you, you lose your quadruple. I, I, I didn't mean to get rid of your best player as well. Anyway. All right, so coming up in the show, a bit shorter than normal show, uh, we'll tuck into the Villa News. Uh, a very varied and... and uh, potentially entertaining uh, three points as well where we look at the latest evolution of uh, the European Super League which is uh, stirring up a hornet's nest as we uh, as we speak uh, also uh, <laughs> a tech company has a solution to uh, the toxic social media uh, outrage whether it be racism or uh, just pure hate and also, uh, I don't know, was what, this something to do with Donkey Kong sex parties? I, I, don't, I don't, <laughs> know what, don't know what that's about. <laughs> we'll, we'll get into that as well. Before uh, an underrated and overrated, and since we're not talking about any big games or anything, we, we, we decided to lay off the big players and instead uh, we've got a player that played 75 games, not for Villa. This is his entire career. <laughs> his entire, how many, like 20 20- million clubs? <laughs> 20 years of his career, probably like, um, as Chris said, a million clubs, but only 75 appearances. Guess who that is? You'll find out uh, later on. Right, Villa news. uh, Not that much really shaking, especially for the men's team. uh, Probably the biggest thing is when uh, Wesley played yet another under 23s game uh, as got beat 2-1 by Leeds uh, always a bit suspicious this when uh, you see an under 23s team and it's got a few first teamers in I mean we had steer in there we had engels we had uh, courtney Hawes and then wesley up front Leeds didn't really have anybody and uh, I mean, apart from an Aaron Ramsey uh, consolation free kick and uh, the dying minutes, uh, no sign of Wesley doing anything against an under-23s Leeds team. So you start to uh, get a bit worried that you've got your backup centre-backs in that defence as well.
0: Getting taken apart by kids.
4: Yeah, uh, well, we, we, we I mean, I didn't watch the game So I can't really uh, make any great insights or comments But uh, at, least he got,
3: at least he got through an hour of it without getting injured this time
4: Yeah, no, I suppose, I mean, from a Wesley point of view It's all about uh, getting his minutes in really And uh, getting some sharpness back mm-hmm. I, I'd, I'd imagine he'd need a couple more games, won't he? Right, yeah. also uh, the youth team Managed to uh, beat Burton 9-0, including a Louis Barry uh, hat-trick, including a free kick. So that's Aaron Ramsey and Louis Barry coming through the ranks. who can actually take free kicks, which uh, is a promising sign. It's good to have prodigal sons that can take free kicks, isn't it? End <coughs> the
3: days, isn't
0: it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was, uh, they won 9-0. I mean, I saw the, the highlights. I mean, it should have been about 12 or 13. The chances are they missed were shockers as well. They should have absolutely pulverized them.
4: Always looking on the dark side, old bird, isn't he?
0: <laughs> great fun to watch, though. A team actually playing like attractive passing football is brilliant.
4: There is a lot of it kind of incision about them, uh, and how they construct their moves that's so with real intent, isn't it?
0: Yeah,
3: I'm happy to see a clean sheet as well. Because usually, when we talk about the youth team, it's like, oh, they're great going forward, but they're glad in five, so that's an improvement. The youth team move. Into
4: the Youth Cup quarterfinals to play Newcastle in the next round.
0: I mean, Burton. I'm guessing weren't much cut, but um, I saw the bits. I saw like Carney took more He's just physically so much more developed than everyone. He literally just ran the game. He just walked through Burton. It was almost embarrassing.
4: Yeah. Speaking of embarrassing, uh, the Villa Ladies took an eight nil thumping against Manchester City in the Women's FA Cup. Uh, this is a team that uh, beat Villa Ladies in the league. I think it was two nil, which uh, was seen as a as a positive uh, sign for. Uh, Villa Ladies because... You expected them to probably get beat 8-0, so this is probably the normality returning. But, you know, FA Cup, who cares? Uh, This is judgment week, is it it not, for the Villa ladies? Yeah, it looks like
0: it down the bottom of the table.
4: Three teams at the bottom. Villa are at the bottom at the moment. There's only one relegation place. So Villa at the bottom with 10 points. Bristol City on 11 points, but they've played two games more. And then West Ham are on 12 points. Uh, They've played the same amount of games as villa and the fun bit is the next two games all this week one uh on tuesday they go away to west ham and then uh on the weekend they're at home uh, to bristol city so uh i think they'll need four points there and then they'll feel a bit safer but uh yeah if they lose both of them it could be curtains because these are probably the two easiest chances of points uh in this league such as
3: the d- discrepancy it's okay she's home from Japan so she, was, she tore it up over there didn't she as well yeah all hopes on her on her small shoulders? <laughs> small
4: legs, <laughs> <her> small <laughs> shoulders. But yeah, no, uh, uh, I think Villa, if, if that was Alex Ferguson, he wouldn't have let her go because Villa just capitulated while she was away. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Tyron Mings uh, tweeted his, I mean, it, it's, there's a racial uh, incident against footballers daily now. Uh, Tyron Mings uh, tweeted a, a DM he received uh, on Instagram, which uh, in, even England uh, tweeted their support of him uh retweeted what he said and villa put out their uh their statement but we'll, we'll get on to uh, how you tackle these things uh in uh, one of the three points uh, first of all uh, in the three points though european super league i mean we've been speaking about this over various podcasts because you know there was this it's been in different incarnations, and you just think the timing's uh, not very subtle, because we're obviously in the middle of a pandemic. I mean, first of all, it was Project Big Picture or Project Big Bollocks, whatever we, uh, we were calling it at the time. And now it seems uh, a bit distinct. I mean, while we're recording this, we're actually expecting a statement from uh, the six English teams that have signed up for uh, a European Super League which I mean, the the knock-on effects are pretty catastrophic in terms of the domestic competitions. I mean, in England, I think you're looking at the League Cup would be buggered. You're looking at uh, a team that will just, if they're allowed, still in the Premier League, that
3: uh, they treat that as a secondary. Uh, entity wouldn't they yeah it would just be i mean i can i can just imagine they're they're away with tins of brasso now and they're just for their next, just to shine it up because it's it's brazen what they're doing at the moment that's taking advantage of no fans and grounds pandemic all the things that we haven't over before but the most worrying thing about it is it's almost like a trojan horse it's like every time that they get a chance to sort of push this they, they ask for more and more and this just so happens this is before the, the restructuring of the champions league was going so they're they're obviously looking a better deal for it so they're using this to leak to the press use this as leverage to to try and get a better deal
4: yeah it's uh, I mean it's just a greed grab Uh, I mean we were listening to uh, Gary Neville uh, talking about this on uh, Sky uh, prior to recording and uh, I mean I I agree with what he says if I was the Premier League just deduct points straight away and fine them instantly or just fuck (laughs) them off well the Premier League is actually uh, the stakeholders of the Premier League and each club owns 5% are the Premier League clubs so you know, your Aston Villas, Leeds, Leicester's, whatever, could potentially vote to deduct points off these six teams. I don't think this will happen because uh, nobody's got the, the bollocks to do such a thing and they, don't, they wouldn't want to rock the boat, but they should be doing that. They should just be going, right, you want to do that? Well, fuck off. And by the way, you're getting fined this and you're getting deducted these points. You know, it'll, it'll just automatically, automatically relegate them. It sounds... Uh, Controversial, but you need to nip this in the bud. I mean, these are as Gary Neville was saying. You know, Liverpool think they're the you know the team of the people, and Manchester United long, long history. And this is just shitting on everybody, the supporters. It means just like uh, taking a dump on the supporters to basically say, yeah, you know, your culture, your uh, the fact that your families have supported, you know. Down generations, you know these teams it means nothing. We're going to start a European league, and you know you can go and fuck yourself in terms of the domestic leagues and cups. And we're not really interested about the pyramid and supporting the pyramid. We've got our own thing going on where they'll never get relegated out of the European Super League. And uh, I mean, I, I don't watch Champions League, and you know I, I can't really judge what the uh, the you know the temperature is out there. But I hear that the BT sports subscriptions aren't that great in terms of European games. I
0: watch it every now and then when it's not like the business end, but I'm not asked about watching, you know, a second like fourth place in England against second place in Czechoslovakia or something.
4: Yeah, I think they're just banking on their own audiences. Uh, I don't know if how many steps ahead they would think about this. You know, what would they think? Well, what do you think the fans are going to do? I think they've seen through the pandemic that well, you don't really need fans anyway,
3: which was always the case because
0: the it's TV. Likely, ra- yeah, we'll, um, we'll get it on
3: the global TV audience. Fuck the Europeans. Yeah. I mean they haven't yeah, they haven't even thought about the practicalities of the whole thing. I mean the FA sanctioned games in England, so they might not even be able to play at their home stadium. They might have to play overseas. They need their own sort of referees and things like that. There's just whenever you start to actually try and figure out how this would happen if the FA just disowned them, then obviously they're not thinking about it. They're just they're just hoping that everybody just bends to their will.
4: Yeah, I mean from an early point when this was first alerted and you know, it was always a serious th- thing at the football supporters association uh the premier league the fa uh uefa we're all you know all singing from the same page and the supporters as well so everybody's basically standing on the side against this and so if these six clubs and i quite like the, <laughs> the i mean gary Neville went you know because you look at the, the the lineup there you know you've got manchester united and liverpool that you would consider whether begrudgingly or not like uh the benchmark traditionally of, you know, English football clubs, like the successful ones, the biggest ones. I mean, Manchester City, Chelsea's are, are new money. Their owners don't really give a fuck about uh, the English league and, uh, you know, they're, they're on just, they just want a global exposure and more money. And then Arsenal uh, a more, I mean, obviously they've got history, but, re, you know, recently, they, I wouldn't say they're at the top of the top and in the last let's say few years they've they've kind of drifted a little bit and then uh, it was just funny when uh Neville then referenced Spurs and he goes, ah, Spurs, I don't, I don't care
0: about them. They're, it's like they're in non entity. They're pretending to be a big club, if you know what I mean. It's, it's just it's just laughable. You know, you've got teams in there like Arsenal and Spurs who haven't even won a European Cup yet want to be treated as European super teams. Yet you've got teams like Forest, probably one of the own, one of the very few teams who've actually ever defended it or Villarreal have won it or various yeah. teams across Europe who've won big European trophies and Arsenal and Spurs have done, let's be frank, diddly squat in the last few years. Arsenal lost twice to fucking Villa in the last 12 months. <laughs> yeah, because the bottom line is in
4: football as a competition is any team, let's say uh, you know, let's say from the four leagues now, even you know, non-league potentially could go through the leagues, end up playing in Europe and they've got a chance of winning the European Cup of being the best team in Europe. That is the ideology. Obviously, we know it's you know it's skewed towards the the money teams. In principle, there's a possibility there. So to take that away, it's like, well, what are we playing for now? We're just playing to exist. I mean, I football soured my you know my taste for it a long time ago, and uh, it's like almost muscle memory that you carry on, but. You know, it only takes something like this to have people turning against their own clubs. Alleged top six who are who really are showing little interest in uh, the traditions and culture of football in this country because they've got no real connections uh, the owners. And no, nope.
0: but the Germans have t- the Germans have taken an unsurprisingly stronger stance, haven't they? got you know, teams like Bayern Munich, who are one of the you know iconic juggernauts of Europe, and they've just gone. No, we're not interested. Dortmund the same. Because the main protagonist is the
4: Aventus owner. He's the one kind of leading this. Uh, you know, we joked on the uh, another show that, you know, because he was talking about subscriptions where you just pay for the last 15 minutes of games. <laughs> and I think, you know, the idea of having, a, what do they call it, green hat thinking where nothing's off the table is a good way, you know, of doing things And in terms of football. It needs to be... Uh, revamped or rethought, but I think more is to turn it back into a competition not to create a further disparity between the top, the status quo top and uh, the rest of the clubs because, you know, the long term, I, I can't see it growing in interest. People just drift onto other things.
0: Well, there's, there's plenty of other things for young people to get interested in.
4: Right, anyway, let's move on. Uh, we'll see how that uh, pans out, but it seems to be getting into more of a DEFCOM uh, 1 situation before it's something that the, your casual supporter wasn't really believing would ever happen but uh, I think now uh, the intent is there for all to
1: picture the scene all of your mates around you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go partner this with your team playing champagne football perfect order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app there's nothing quite like a McDelivery at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonalds.com see
4: Uh, in terms of uh, point number two as we mentioned, uh, Tyrone Mings is the latest uh, high-profile case of racial abuse uh, player to have received it. We, we spoke about combating uh, racism in the, the last Villa Fan Consultation Group meeting, and I asked them about, are they using filters? Are they using you know filtered phrases and keywords in different languages, etc.? Didn't seem to be a very distinct answer on that. And they didn't think it was like that possible, which it is because, you know, I run a Facebook page and social media. But uh, some premier clubs are now turning to, allegedly turning to a tech company called Respondology. (laughs)
0: What a shit mm.
1: name!
3: <laughs> oh, it's not th- these boys are geniuses. I mean, they're 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 making the emperor's new clothes here. That is exactly what they're doing. I mean, I would like to just say, I mean, you're obviously going to contribute to my startup company, like Responder Tech or something like that. The title <laughs> to be confirmed. So, oh, hello, yeah, yeah, yep, yeah, no problem. That's how you get through to. Yeah, we'll just put the filter on now. Yep, yeah, thanks. It'll be a couple of million. Thanks. What do they say they were going to do? They were- their their president Eric Swain says our tool is called Mod. Trademark. This removes abusive comments as well as spam and bots in almost less than a second in real time. He goes, We use filtering technology to do this, which is highly customizable for every club or every brand. Yeah. This is what you could
4: cover most of that just by sitting down and going in Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and uh, filtering out s- certain words. Also, if you're going to get together as a Premier League, as a sport, to then actually lobby the uh, social media groups, which they supposedly have meetings you know, on an ongoing basis, you just ask for like an Instagram where you can post something without putting comments on. You just do that on Facebook as well or just have a thumbs up like, you know, Facebook used to be. You used to be able to you put up a post and people could just react by making a comment or just giving a thumbs up. It's, you know, it's only later that they added all the, the different, you know, um, different emoji reactions. So you just ask for another layer of basic post putting on Facebook. That solves that problem. A few filters, that solves that problem. But yeah, this is club's... Uh, they just think you have to pay a company to do something. That's always been the mentality. Let's pay some company thousands to do it instead of just sitting down and doing it in house. I don't know. Third and final point, uh I refer to it as Donkey Kong. Sex part isn't actually Donkey Kong. It's uh Ryan Donk, who used to play for the for the Albion, who now plays at Galatasaray. He's getting on for a footballer, thirty five, but I don't think he's in Galatasaray to play football, considering uh what's being what Galatasaray's presidents come out uh, publicly to uh, damn him for doing, which is essentially hosting orgies all the time. And I quote, uh, players can't perform physically as they've been doing it somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> as as uh, the club... President Mustafa, is it Cengiz, uh said essentially he's just sick and tired of these parties because uh, it's just draining the players of their uh, energy and that <laughs> fluid so what do you think about this <laughs>
0: <laughs> He's clearly having a great time, isn't
4: he? I think the main problem is—I uh, mean, you know—they were winning uh, the Turkish League and Cups, and now suddenly they're uh, eight points behind uh, Besiktas, and they've been on a bad run. So that's when the president starts looking around because if you win in leagues and cups, and you're having these uh, orgies and sex parties, then you can go well—you know—doing us no harm, is it? But you as soon look as yes, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, as, as soon as you start slipping and you're not going to win the league, then uh, then they start to point the finger and... Uh,
3: Look, who, who are we going to blame? Shagger Donk over there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Donk.
4: Uh, yeah, Ryan Babble apparently uh, has enjoyed uh, doing these. But yeah, no, just the quote when uh, the president says, we are sick and tired of Donk's sex parties. <laughs> <laughs> the players the players are not training properly. They party during the nights before they have morning training sessions. Then they can't perform physically as they have been doing it elsewhere. They are far too preoccupied
3: with having fun. Uh, makes, makes Villa move in their training the, so the, the team can play Call of Duty at night. It's a bit tame, doesn't it? Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> <a> boring punch. <laughs>
4: yeah, well, we don't know what goes on uh, in the behind the scenes uh, officially well we know a few things but we're not allowed to say on these shows right we could do a Manchester City and just guess what's going to happen but uh, I think that would be too easy really
0: they can have about 800 shots at goal we'll have one
4: <laughs> and we'll win 1-0 <laughs> yeah we'll stick to that right uh, under or overrated let's finish with that uh... We teased who it was. I don't know if anybody would have guessed it from, what did we say? 20 years, 75 games across about a million clubs. It was actually 12 clubs in his career, and he only managed to get 75 games. Second biggest amount was actually at the Villa, and it was uh, Mr. Stuart Taylor. Remember him?
0: I remember him doing the warm ups. Yeah, I mean, he used to he used to <laughs> cross, he used to cross the ball pretty well, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, Stuart
4: Taylor. Our, uh he was a second string keeper at one stage. Uh, this was uh, well. Let's let's ask the question: Why did we get uh, Taylor in? Nobody knows.
3: What uh, no. <laughs> David O'Leary signed them as. Uh, Competition to push Thomas Sorensen for the number one spot.
4: Signed him from Arsenal, where he'd been there about eight years. He'd come through their ranks, but he spent most of his time uh, out on loan from Arsenal. So he probably saw this as a uh, right. This is this is like a Martinez move, wasn't it? Sign moving away from Arsenal to Villa to stake a claim as a as a number one. But it didn't really go that way, though, did
0: it? Well, he said himself, this is all about career progression. It was, it was no good for me to stay at Arsenal. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, when he when he signed, uh, Taylor
4: said, this is pretty like Martinez wrote the script for Martinez. It was no good for me to stay at Arsenal. And then referring to Thomas Sorensen, Thomas is a great goalkeeper, but it's up to
0: me to push him all the way. And Thomas made lots of howlers in local derbies and <laughs> he still couldn't push him out of the team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, he, he needed
4: a, a proper injury to keep him out for him to get a run of games. But uh, it's a bit of an odd one. I mean, can you can you remember any highlights? You saved uh, a
0: Wayne Rooney penalty in a four-one loss. So well done for that, Stuart. We didn't lose five-one with nine men against Manu. And I remember yeah. uh, the the famous. There was the Steven Gerrard free kick, wasn't there? I think it was the first game of the season where. They got a free kick with the last kick of the game and he whipped it in the top corner from about 30 yards. Stuart Towler couldn't get anywhere near it, you know, all six foot six of him or whatever he was. <laughs> yeah, it's,
3: uh, I mean, even, even the New York Times even ran
4: a, a a piece on him, didn't they?
3: Yeah, they did. Um, Rory Smith did a bit on him because he, he got this tag as um, being. Like he's like the journeyman that didn't play any games. He's just like his position was just left out, and he was sort of arguing against it. But when you read down it, he he seems to have been spanned the same tail at every club he's went to. It's like yeah, we're signing you as number two, but don't worry if the keeper gets injured, you'll uh, um you'll be straight in and you'll get cup games and everything else. Then as soon as he signs in the dotted line, they sign another two keepers, so he's now <laughs> third, third or fourth choice. <laughs>
0: Which uh, happened at Villa, didn't it? Did it not? Yeah, obviously we brought you know um you know, Guzan arrived, Friedler arrived, and, and then he went, and then of course he somehow managed to go to Manchester City.
4: Yeah, that was that was the surprising move here, because this was uh, in a period where Manchester City were, this is when they were becoming somebody, wasn't it, when the money started to flow? Yeah, fly. they were just, just
0: starting to flex their muscles, really.
4: And one of their early signings was Stuart Taylor from Villa. Bizarre. He never played for them. He, he was there for like around two, three seasons. They did never. The same
0: with uh, They did the same with Scott Carson, didn't they? He went there recently.
4: Well, yeah, well they
3: do that though uh, Just to keep the homegrown Sort of caught up
4: Yeah, but also it, it does give them that You know, that third choice Because sometimes You do get uh, You know, freak injuries Where both of your goal The timing in both of your goalkeepers Are out That's why Villa Over the last couple of seasons Have made sure they've Got at least eight goalkeepers in <laughs> Just in
0: case we need to play I'm right back
4: <laughs> Just to cover all uh, eventualities, but it was you know to me it's like uh, it's like for example in the film world where script writers can actually make a living and and make make a good living writing scripts, selling them, and having deals you know three three script deals, four script deals with film companies, and these films these scripts never get made; they're just on the shelf. These scripts, but they make a decent living out of it. I mean, Stuart Taylor said he hasn't. Made a lot of money, but you know, I would say considering the years he's playing, I mean, he's not what's Manchester City playing him? Um, you know, they're paying him, uh, what people earn in a year in a week, aren't they? You would think, I, I, I don't know what a third,
0: fourth choice goalkeeper gets there.
4: Yeah, you know, he's not getting mega, mega bucks, but he's getting uh, a better wage than most. Yeah he's getting, he's getting great, getting, yeah, he's getting a great seat to watch all the games as well.
0: Yeah, like, great quality yeah. of life, isn't it?
4: No, exactly. So uh, if he's investing his money, he should be all right when he comes out of uh, football. Which uh, I think he's uh, goalkeeping coaching. Do we know where? Yeah, he's, he's got his own goalkeeping academy.
0: What the fuck does he know? He doesn't play. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, you normally lead by example, don't you?
0: See, lads, this is how we do it at the sharp end. Shut up, Stuart. He's warmed up some of the best goalkeepers in the world. <laughs> True, <laughs> this is a good and Tom, point. And Tommy Sorensen, I've hit yeah, I've hit crosses for some of the best in the world.
4: But there, there is something when we were researching. I did it, looked him up on YouTube, and there is uh, when he. I think was the last team he played for South. Well, <laughs> well I say play for. He didn't <laughs> actually. <laughs> he, didn't, he, he didn't actually make an appearance for them.
0: The last team he trained at? Yeah,
4: the last team he trained at Southampton, uh, which was 2018, was the last year. The club's social media team obviously thought it was worthy content to uh, put a uh, Stuart Taylor chess cam on and having penalties against them. I think Bertram's taken them and it's just bizarre that that passes as content nowadays. No wonder it only got like a, a few thousand views. But that's probably the highlight of his career, though. Uh. I bet he gets a bit
0: of extra gets a bit of extra money if he if he signed his own rights when he did his contract as well. Yeah.
3: <laughs> He's loving it, but he he did
0: save them so.
4: Yeah, and he was predicted where the, the players were going to put him as well. So he should have honed that skill of, <laughs> and it might have
0: made him. He might have made more of a career out of this goalkeeping luck. You wonder what his level would have been if he was willing to leave. Like, would he have gone into the championship and got a game? Would he have gone to League One? Who would have had him? Because he's probably a good goalkeeper. You thought
4: when uh, when Sorensen was there and he was having uh, he had a little bit of a shaky spell. You thought this is Taylor's chance. Now we'll find out. You know, I mean, I know POSMA was around. Well <laughs> but, making sex parties. <laughs> yeah, but he was he was more into Donk's sex parties. Uh, was that when Donk was that when Donk was at the Albion? <laughs> so all the stars are aligning now. But uh, but you thought, oh, Taylor might actually get in here and establish himself finally, a bit like what Martinez has done now. But he didn't really rise to the occasion. I mean I, I remember he had a little run of games when Sorensen was injured over a period of time, but ultimately it was a failure. But then you thought he went to Manchester City and he thought there's a move that decide that really shows you what kind of attitude he's got because they probably offered him more money than anybody else would in a lower league, so that's probably where ultimately he went there. But he was never going to be number one there. You just wonder what the you know, the, you know, the player or the person's aspirations are. Probably like thirty. So that should have been, he's he's getting into his prime. So that's when he should have made his move to play regularly, I think. But I think he opted for more money at City and uh, that was the end, really. He only played seven games after that, four for Reading, three for Leeds. And it was Adios. Uh, uh, Underrated or overrated? (laughs) How many games do you have to play to qualify to to be rated? You even
0: get on the scale here. (laughs) (laughs) Actually,
4: for a Villa play, probably didn't even qualify to
3: be in this segment with with twelve appearances. I'm gonna to have to say overrated. I mean, if he, if you come from Arsenal at the time, you would expect them to to challenge Sorensen, especially when Sorensen wasn't performing... Well, maybe he was performing at his best. Well, Sorensen wasn't good enough at the time. Uh, Chris, overrated or underrated? Quick, 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 quick. Shite. (laughs) Overrated or underrated?
0: Over.
4: Uh, That's three overs. Sorry, uh, Stuart Taylor. No no funny stories, really. It's just like he is... Kind of this enigma in football that does happen. You I mean, name some other players. The kind Winston of fam- Bogard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're famous for this where you can have a career in football without playing. Well Garth Beale's doing a pretty good job of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but he managed to score in a Champions League final. Uh, There is a distinction. (laughs) Right, before we go, I just want to say a big thank you to the My Old Man Said patrons for supporting the show. Uh, Please do, uh, if you're not already a patron, uh, please do uh, consider signing up where you get access to the My Old Man Said patron uh, podcast channel where we do extra shows every month. There's a couple of uh, Manchester City-related shows out this month, plus, finally, uh, the My Old Mandalorian Said brackets, working title, where we talk about screen culture and other things rather than uh, villa and fussball. Please do go to uh, myomansed.com and click the patron link on the menu bar to get more details. And uh, special thanks to Dr. Reuben Shipway for signing up uh, for an annual subscription. If you sign up for an annual, annual subscription, you get two months off, uh, which is about 15% off. So uh, go to the website and check it out there. Thank you very much. Also, uh, please do subscribe to the show on Spotify, Apple all the good podcast channels that you may use. And uh, if you do uh, listen to it on Apple, please do give us a a review as well. Maybe not this show, uh, maybe some of the older shows review because this show doesn't really have, uh, didn't actually have a game to talk about. All right. Any famous last words, gentlemen? None from me, David. Nope. Right. It's goodbye from me and it's goodbye from them. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.